Welcome back to another new Codings Pro Magazine podcast. My name is Ben DuBose. I'm a staff writer with Codings Pro, and today I'm joined by Stephanie Chiswick, Editor-in-Chief of Codings Pro. Stephanie, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well in uh, dry Vegas. <laughs> yeah, and you sort of gave away what our topic is going to be today, but Stephanie is out in Vegas again this week for the International Roofing Expo. She was there in August are there in June, excuse me, for World of Concrete. Now we're in early August at International Roofing Expo, the coatings industry getting back to more in-person events and something that we're trying to do on the podcast series since we're going out and about and Coatings Pro has their own booths and we try and bring you the news as it happens in the industry. Well, when we have someone from our staff that's out at these shows that's on the front lines, then we want to highlight that on the podcast series and talk about what some of the key takeaways and lessons learned are. and. Of course, that's what we're going to be doing today. And Stephanie, I think a good place to start. So the International Roofing Expo, for anyone that isn't fully aware, how does that tie into the coatings industry? How does that sort of play into our roof coatings audience, if you will? Yeah, so it's definitely not a one-to-one overlap. Um, I mean, nothing really is for Coatings Pro. We're unique in that way that we focus on a variety of different coatings applications and one of those is roofing so we want to come to the international roofing expo um, as well as a variety of regional roofing events as well to make sure that we're getting the information that's going on and talking to those contractors who are roofers and working with liquid applied roofing materials so you know anyone who's working on commercial i would say commercial um uh, facilities or uh, or locations as opposed to residential. We don't really focus on the residential side, mostly because they don't do a whole lot of coatings on the residential side. You know, they're mostly other materials. So, so we're here in Vegas um, trying to just kind of make sure that we still have our finger on the pulse and know what the pain points are for those roofing contractors who are working in the, the coatings industry. As far as IRE, and that's short for International Roofing Expo, of course, this is the first in-person IRE since the pandemic. The addition in 2020 they were able to have before everything really started to shut down and change in March. So in terms of 2021 IRE versus previous editions, how have things changed? When you talk to people, is there much of a different outlook than when you went in previous years? Just what's the vibe like and is it that different than some of the IREs that we had pre-COVID? I, you know, it's, first of all, it's hard to remember two years ago, but um, the from what I can remember, it's definitely smaller this year. Um, I think that not only are, ex- there are fewer exhibitors, but there are also fewer attendees. It's, it's still a great show, don't get me wrong. I mean, we've had some great conversations um, and hopefully next year will be even more robust than this year, but it's definitely a little bit smaller. I would say it's it's not the quite hopeful kind of outlook like we had at World of Concrete. If people listen to that episode, it was just a very kind of exciting time to get back out there and talk to people. I think that COVID has really just hit the roofing industry really hard. And uh, not only are they still experiencing the kind of materials um, supply chain issues that everyone else is experiencing, but um, I think roofing is just a little bit different than some of the other 
industries where a lot of the the, the, the cash flow is a little bit different. And so that's definitely mm-hmm. affected, I think, the ability for roofing contractors to stay in business. And of course, there's the issue of, of finding good labor to do that business as well. Um, there's a lot of challenges in roofing. You know, you're always working at heights. Um, so there's definitely, you know, an, an additional kind of layer of complications there as well. So it's it's not it's not quite as exciting, like I said, as World of Concrete as far as how people feel like uh, that that kind of hopefulness. Um, but I do think people are still really excited to, to get back into person and talk to each other and and kind of, you know, see what we can do to improve the industry. I do just want to say one thing. I was at a session yesterday, an education session, and the guy was just so excited. He was like, this is the best industry in the world, and we just need to, people to remember that. So I just thought that was a really great message to share. Is there a sense for when things get better? Is there a sense that when some of the COVID-related issues that you talked about and some of their uh, pain points, if you will, being different than other segments of the coatings industry, do they have sort of a timetable? Is it 2022? Is it 2023 to where some of their economics, their value chain gets back to closer to, I don't know, 2018, 2019, for example? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wish I had a crystal ball to help give people an idea. Um, I honestly think the first step has to be to figure out the labor issues, though, because even if there is work to be done, if you don't have the crews to field that work, it's not that, you know, you want to grow, but you might not be able mm-hmm. to if, if you don't have the the crew members. So I personally think that the first step has to be filling those those slots, um, looking outside of the norm. Someone yesterday again was saying, let's stop approaching the you know 18 and 20 year olds they haven't quite figured life out yet you know let's look at a little bit older let's start approaching the late 20 early 30 year olds because there could be people who are looking to switch industries and maybe they're married and have kids and they're they're a little bit more settled down and they could be great employees so kind of looking outside of maybe that norm so when you talk to people in the industry excluding the issues that we just talked about related to uh, COVID and workforce development, and many times those sort of overlap because some of the COVID considerations are driving some of the issues with workforce development. But aside from those spheres, what are some of the other key themes that they're talking about as far as the current marketplace? Are there any technologies, types of projects? What are some of the things that are driving discussions this week from a technical standpoint? Um, a couple things. I would say one interesting we they had a kind of a, a whole area at IRE this year dedicated just to technology. Uh, not all shows that I've attended in the past few years have any technology booths, let alone a whole section. So I think that the roofing industry is really ahead as far as that goes. Uh, could be anything as far as, you know, job estimating to weather related apps or finding like we were just talking about, you know, uh, crews or, or labor. Um, so that's that's really interesting. Um, another thing I've noticed over the past few years is roofing in particular has a lot of different coating manufacturers and a lot of those smaller ones seem to be they're they're being consolidated by by larger organizations. So uh, maybe fewer coating manufacturers in the you know upcoming years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Another thing that I heard this year I want to start researching and looking into to see if we can share something with our readers is kind of to circle back to the material shortage issue, but it's it seems to be really affecting the single and double ply industry harder maybe than the coatings industry, which I wasn't aware of. And so some people who may have been more of a TPO roofing contractor might have to pivot right now to coatings because at least coatings are available in some capacity. So I thought that was pretty interesting. One of the other interesting things about IRE and well, I'm guessing it's a little scaled down this year because fewer exhibitors and there are certain COVID restrictions, but in terms of where these discussions take place, many times they're in the expo hall and some of these booths can be absolutely extravagant from the standpoint of what they're showing off, perhaps what they're demonstrating. Again, and I, I'm pretty sure that some of these are scaled down this year, at least in terms of the volume, but what are some of the more interesting booths that you've seen when it comes to, I don't know, demonstrations or explanations of some of those technologies? So right off the bat, I would say GAF, um, they decided to do a almost completely, oh, how do I say it? Like um, remote activated, like there were no salespeople there standing around to help you. And and their booth is right in the front, it's huge. And so I kind of walked through a little bit of it yesterday. And as an attendee, you just kind of wave your arm by the area that you're interested in the video will play. And they also have some videos that are playing in Spanish as well. Um, I didn't stick around long enough to see if there were other languages, but I thought that was great. Uh, another booth that always catches my eye are the ones that have, you know, games or or what have you. So uh, Beacon Roofing Supply had a football mm -hmm. toss. Um, I think they're giving away some sort of VIP package tickets for the NFL. And then another one too was interesting. I just thought this was such a clever giveaway. So EMI Roof Vax, um, they work to remove the gravel that's on a rooftop if you're going to maybe coat it or, you know, some other solution. Um, so they're their little treat was this it was rock um chocolate and it just looked exactly like gravel i thought it was such a clever giveaway so um i think those were the those are the top the top ones that i remember from from the show yesterday yeah uh, the last time i did ire i think it was in nashville and, and yeah the booths and again this is pre-covid so i'm sure things are a little different now but they're so extravagant there was one i remember that i managed to get my picture with uh, jj watt who then was with the texans now of course he's with the arizona cardinals but the fact that you had jj watt on the show floor of the ire for pictures with just random people in the expo hall was pretty crazy and then i think i mentioned this on the uh world of concrete podcast but there was a different one in which they had a basketball game i thought of this when you said football and the, the prize was basically this coding set and yeah i tried to take it home and long story short it mm -hmm. kept getting flagged in security and it had drill bits in it which of course you can't put on a a plane so um <laughs> yeah these booths are fascinating i'm sure mm -hmm. they're slightly scaled down this year but still uh, definitely a, a great time on the real perks of going and hopefully 2022 is something closer back to the um, extravagant show that we typically have. One of the booths that I'm not, I'm not going to say it's extravagant, but certainly we like to think it's interesting is Codings Pro. What's our swag this year? If somebody goes by the Codings Pro booth, uh, what can they pick up? So you can get a flashlight, um, a mug, or okay. we try to keep the hats for the contractors since you, you know roofing contractors in particular need sun protection 
-hmm. And brand new for this show, uh, our marketing department printed out some hard hat stickers, which actually have been really popular. They're they're really nice design. And I think that it's something that's, you know, you have to be conscious about how much swag you take home with you, not only through yeah. security, but just in you know, as a as a weight consideration. So right. um I think people are saying that they're gonna take back the hard hat stickers for the people that are that are um, you know, back in the office or in the field that couldn't make it to the show. So that mm -hmm. was that was nice. As far as the coatings for booth, one of the interesting things you learn is what's really going on in the industry. Certainly you have people that come by that want to talk about their fun projects that they want to see potentially featured in the magazine. But beyond that, you also have people that come by simply from the standpoint of they see us as a publication, a way that you can reach out to the uh, coatings community at large and they want to see certain issues covered more because they have an interest in potentially resolving or improving those issues. So in 2021 IRE, when people stop by the Coatings Pro booth, when they're wanting to have a conversation, certainly I'm guessing promoting their projects is part of it, but what are some of the things that they want to talk about when a roofing company comes by the Coatings Pro booth? What are some of the discussions like when they come by? I think the main one is that if they're not aware of Coatings Pro, they're really surprised that it's a free subscription, which is mm. awesome because we can offer that that benefit to them, uh, you know, that we're trying to give content to help them at the end of the day to increase their bottom line. So. That's always great. Um, I think particularly to the Roofing Expo too, that people don't always understand or realize is that we have a feature article in every issue that speaks directly to those roofing roof coating contractors. So there's always something for them in it. And, and I'll just mention this too, in case you know other people are listening. Uh, Coatings Pro features roofing, concrete, and seal in every single issue. So we wanna make sure that each issue, there's something that, that you can find. I, I would also argue that you can, get other information out of those those feature stories even if you don't work on on roof coating projects you know there's still a lot of challenges that are common throughout the coatings industry but mm -hmm. um yeah and then like you said you know how can i get my my project featured i want to be the guy on the cover or you know i'm the guy on the cover that's always a really fun one when people walk by and they realize that you know oh my gosh this is the one that we're in or we wrote an article on this one and that's how you know people just love to see their name, their face, and print, of course. Um, and, and, you know, we have a, a wide readership. So I think it really is an exciting, it's an exciting time for them to be able to share that they're in, you know, a, a widely read magazine uh, nationwide as, as well as across the, the world. So, yeah. And then, of course, the swag, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's always a fun one. Yeah. But it's nice, you know, it's nice to give things out to people just to give a little bit, a little, you know, pay a little forward, I guess, is always fun. Yeah. What are some of the keys when it comes to a company that wants to have their project featured? Either it's already happened or perhaps it's something they're about to do that they want sort of a guideline for what boosts their chances of us selecting their story. I know obviously action photos are a big one. What are some tips that you give people that are interested in potentially being featured in Codings Pro? What should a contractor do to really improve their chances? Or I suppose it doesn't have to be a contractor. I mean, we write from the perspective of a contractor, but many times we may get a lead from a manufacturer, a vendor who knows that a certain contractor is using their materials or equipment. But whoever it may be, what are the things you tell them that boost their chances of 
their project being picked up? So the first general thing, this isn't a tip, but I, I think it's worth saying people are always thinking they have to come up with a project that's special or unique or just really exciting. And I always say, you know, that would be wonderful, of course, that would make our job easy, but we have really great, great, excuse me, great writers like yourself, and we can make any successful project sound exciting. So number one, the project has to be successful. Um, and then as far as tips go, I would say photos really are the hardest part for us to gather. And that's because in order to go in a print publication, it has to be not only high res, um, it has to be there, you know, a variety. We want to show the progress of the project in the photos as well as telling it in the story. So, you know, before, during and after with the crew working, particularly for roofing guys, I would say is the safety aspect to it, especially if you want to be considered for a cover story, which is always exciting. We need you to follow OSHA protocol. So if you are on a roof standing close to the edge, you better be wearing a harness that's tied off um, or behind the flags. If you know you're on the rooftop working, protective um, eye respirator, whatever gear you need to be wearing for that particular product that you're applying. Um, you know, and then there's of course other other items that are just kind of commonplace, I think in the construction industry that just, you know, if there's a camera in front of you, make sure that you want that to be posted on the front of a magazine. So um, yeah, I would say photos and um, just getting getting kind of a variety of shots is really helpful for us. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That's from my perspective, writing these stories, that definitely makes a lot of sense and makes my life easier. Mm -hmm. I think a good place to wind down one of the interesting things about the shows this summer, and of course, IRE, World of Concrete, these shows typically take place in the late winter months or early spring. A lot of them were pushed back to the summer because of the widespread vaccine rollouts in the U.S. And they're not planning to stay in the summer long term. I mean, one of the downsides of being in Vegas this week, I'm sure it's hot as can be <laughs> in the middle of August, just like it was in June. And that's one of the reasons why they typically have these in January, February, March, that type of time frame, which is much more from a climate perspective, uh, conducive to fun travel, if you will. And so these events are not sticking in the summer long term. Next year, they're going to be going back to closer to normal. And I know with IRE, they're in early February 2022 in New Orleans. So long story short, what this means is that, that there's a very short gap between 2021 World of Concrete and 2022, and the same thing for 2021 IRE and 2022. It's really just five to six months, and then bam, you're out there again, or well, when I say there, wherever the event is, it'll be moving, mm -hmm. in the case of IRE, from Vegas to New Orleans. But um, do you sense that some companies might be waiting for 2022? I know things were a little scaled down, especially with Delta uh, the last couple of weeks with some companies either scaling things down or perhaps pulling out altogether. And it's really not that long until 2022 anyway. So is there, I, I know things are always subject to change with the virus, but is there a sense that since you're so close to 2022 that maybe the next event in a few months is bigger than this one? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, th I definitely think it'll be bigger for two reasons. One is not only are the I, do I expect there to be more exhibitors in the in February of next year, but I also expect there to be more attendees. Um, and so for the exhibitor side, I would say 
you know, as far as I understand it, it's it's a lot of work to roll out new products on, on you know, from their end. And so they build, I think, their schedules around IRE. And it's usually, like you said, in the wintertime. So a lot of these companies may not have been able to sort of pivot to start rolling out new products and services during August. So that could be a part of it, you know, well, we're going to go to IRE to meet up with these people, but we don't have anything to kind of anything new maybe to be sharing. So I would I would expect that in February they'll have a lot more products and services to roll out uh, for 2022 like they normally would. So, you know, kind of get back on that normal schedule. And then on the second side of it is the the attendees, you know, the summertime is when people are working. They're in the field, they're doing their jobs. And so I think it's really hard for contractors to get away and go to these education sessions and walk the show floors. So I think we're going to see a lot more um, attendees as well in February since they're they'll have less work to do at that time, probably, especially with, you know, roofing is always outside, so it's very weather dependent. Um, and the show, it's always great. Not only can you send maybe one representative, but you might be able to send a whole team or a crew. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think we'll see quite an uptick in February, which will be great for for everyone. Good stuff. Stephanie, before we sign off, uh, anything that we haven't covered in the last 20 minutes or so that uh, that you want to share as far as what's going on, key takeaways, anything that you want our audience to know while you have them? Uh, I think the only thing is, you know, we really do want to put out information that's useful to our readers. So if there's something that we did not touch on today in the in the roofing industry or beyond that people are interested in, you know, help or looking for information on, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you can just reach out to editor at codingspromag.com or me directly, which I'm sure we'll share in the show notes or Ben for that matter. Ben, you're a yeah. great asset as well. So, you know, we want to be here for you. We want to make sure that we're helping you do your job um, with a, a greater profit at the end of the day. So whatever that means, safer, better marketing, what have you. So uh, reach out and hope everyone is safe and successful right now. So thanks so much for having me, Ben. No problem. And for those listening, uh, thanks as always. We appreciate you for tuning in. And if you're not already subscribing to the podcast, please do. And beyond this podcast, of course, we also have the website, codingsformag.com and social media. You can search for Codings for Magazine on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're everywhere these days. Again, just search for Codings for Magazine. You can get all sorts of content pertaining to the codings industry. Obviously, the roofing industry is something that we cover intensely. That's why we've been discussing it for the last 20 plus minutes on this podcast, but steel, concrete, we've got all the major substrates covered. So just codingsformag.com or Codings for Magazine on your social media outlet of choice. We should be there, uh, LinkedIn as well for that matter. Yeah, just search for Codings Pro and you can find us pretty easily. Anyway, for Stephanie Chizik, I'm Ben Dubose. Thanks as always for listening and please come back soon for another new episode from the Codings Pro interview series. This message comes to you from Codings Pro Magazine, the official media publication for Codings Plus. Join us for this exciting final year of Codings Plus, happening from December 13 to 16, 2021. Codings Plus is a jam-packed event with expert-led protective, marine, and industrial coatings programming, as well as technical sessions and workshops focused on surface preparation, application, coating formulation, testing, inspection, and green coating solutions. Visit sspc.org slash codings 2021 for more information. We can't wait to see you there.